0: Blog Talk Radio. I am extremely happy today for the guests that we have on the show. Uh, Mr. J. Logan is in flight and will be joining us at 1030 Eastern Time today, half an hour into the show. We have an unusual and eclectic group of people today. It is going to be one of the most amazing shows that um, Listen Give Gives has had in a long time. As you know, the unfortunate state of events, Paris has had bombings this year. They've had floodings this year. Uh, We just here in the United States had a situation with uh, Florida um, with the bombing of the LGBT community. And I thought, and so did Jay, we thought it was time to deal with these issues at hand. It is one of the most important things that's going on in our world today. Young and old are not uh, do not seem to know how to connect and communicate with each other. There seems to be a lot of anger, and we're not addressing it. We're not addressing it in a way we're labeling it. And we've wanted to speak with these foremost thinkers who are respected in their craft, respected in the things that they do on a daily basis and can lend a hand where we can actually hear them speak. So we're going to bring on Dr. Kate Stone out of the United Kingdom, who brings back the world of imagination through touch, print, digital technology, and other, and we'll learn more about that soon. Jay Shetty, who is a former monk and is also one of the foremost forward thinkers with Huffington Post. We'll have Ashawara, and Ashawara will have to excuse me because I cannot pronounce her name, but she is from the United Nations. She is a youth speaker. Uh, She does a lot of work at the UN on behalf of a lot of nonprofit organizations. She will give us an inside view to the way everyone from urban youth to youth all over the world thinks. She's just come back from the UNDPI NGO conference in Korea. And then we have Gordana Biernott, who's from Sweden. Oprah Winfrey, uh, sorry, Oprah Magazine and Huffington Post contributor, one of the foremost thinkers and philosophers out there. So we're going to bring them on now. As I said, Jay Logan will be joining us later. We're going to ask that each speaker identify themselves each time they speak so that our audience knows who is speaking. We will um, we will address each speaker, and then there are times when speakers will jump in because they feel a need to share something with our audience, and they will identify themselves at that point. So uh, first and foremost, we're going to bring on um, Ms. Dr. Kate Stone. Ms. Stone, how are you today? Dr. Stone, are you with us? I am. Sorry. I was on mute.
1: Hello. This is Kate. This is Kate. Spurs. Yes.
0: Thank you, Kate. Um, um, we're going to bring on Ashwara from the UN. Ashwara, are you with us from the UN?
2: Uh, hi, everybody. My name is I. Um, Ashwara Narasimadeva and I'm a, a youth advocate and I'm actually calling right now from the UN as we speak. Thank you, Ashwara. I'm going to bring on now Mr. Jay Shetty.
0: Jay Shetty, are you with Absolutely. us right now? Hi there, Gail.
1: Jay here. Thanks so much for having me here. really grateful to be with you.
0: No problem. Thank you very much. And now we're bringing on Gordana not.:
3: This is Gordana talking from Gorda- Sweden.
0: Thank you. So just to let you know, we have the U.K., Sweden, and the United States on, and I thank all of you for joining us today. Well, as you know, Dr. Stone, Ashwara, uh, Jay, and Gordana, we are in, in a very interesting state of affairs now, and I'm going to just go into a few things with you and start this out, you know, in a, in a relatively small manner. I just ask that you tailor your answers so, because we have, we have four people here, and Jay Logan will be joining us at 1030 a.m. our time. Um, as you know, Florida, we just had an unfortunate set of events and there are being lab- there are labels being added to the gentleman that was you know who, who unfortunately it's been known killed all of these people and it's also been known that he frequented the club prior to that so that's one area then we have wars going on then we have climate disasters going on and you know, then we have the media sharing various things. And then we also have amazing new technology and, and things going on at the same time. And it's just an interesting state of events. So, you know, I would like to start out, you know, by, you know, actually with Ashu and then asking all the rest of the parties are on the phone. I think we lost Jay, but I believe he'll call back in. Um Young people today and older people, there seems to be a greater, a greater, a greater uh, separation, so to speak, uh, between young and old, communicating, and even in some cases, being at the UN, I've heard young people feel as though they are, you know, almost angry at the, you know the state of affairs of where this world is left and how we're seeing things, and at the same time, the youth are being told that they're the, they're the um, they're the youth of the future, the leaders of the future. And that is not the case as we look at it. We look at it. everyone as the future. Uh, it's a lot of pressure being put on youth to be more than what they are rather than having their path. Ashu is someone from the UN, and we're going to bring Jay back on just one moment. Okay, Jay, we have you back on as well. Um, Ashu is someone who's in the UN who's just come back from Korea and deals across all generations. We'd like to have you share, based on the statement I just made, What are your thoughts about that, you know, in connecting across all generations? You deal with urban youth all the way to youth around the world and and being also from, you know, the Indian and Pakistanian areas as well.
2: Can you shed a light on what I've just shared? Sure. Um, Thank you very much, um, uh, Gail, for the question. Um, Yes, actually, you were brought up a very important point. Intergenerational partnerships are very important, and... Throughout, actually, uh, some of the activities that I have partaken in, there's been a lot of emphasis on that. In fact, the DPI NGO conference I just attended in, um, in South Korea, there was one uh, event that was the Interjudicial Luncheon, and that was actually organized in conjunction with the Interjudicial inter- Committee of the conference. And it is very important to establish this in, in order so that we can learn from each other Definitely the youth, they can learn from the previous generations uh, considering all the experiences of that and gaining from their wisdom. And, of course, it goes uh, vice versa as well. The older generations, they can also learn from you what are the needs of today's youth, what today, they want, how are they communicating. And I think, you know, I feel sometimes um, in today's uh, in today's world, which is very... Uh, much um, connected and where people are using technology and it has helped to bridge many gaps in society. It also, unfortunately, people not having that one-on-one, you know, face-to-face, how should I say, not having that one-on-one face-to-face conversations, and and I sometimes feel so old, like some things that were old-world style, how should I put it that way, those type of manners of the gang. So definitely having intergenerational partnerships will help to continue the traditions on. So that's also very important, traditions. And um, so that's just generally speaking with regard to what you brought about in intergenerational partnerships. Now, with regard to um, even at the UN, some of the events that I have been attending, definitely there have been a lot of the panels also have been uh, balanced uh, gender balance and interdiction balance. And I think the youth today, they really want to make a difference because of the the advances of our previous generations, you know, we are able to have this exposure. So this is, of course, the positive side of technology, including you connecting us from all parts of the world for this uh, radio show. Um, in this aspect, I would say, um, in this aspect, yes, Um because of the previous generations, how they have made all these technologies available, so we have had that exposure, and as a result, you've had many people really going to grassroots. Like some of my fellow colleagues, I am I'm always inspired by them as to how how much work they're doing in their own communities in climate change, gender equality, um, in education, etc. And I must and I really. Uh, And just reiterate, uh, helping to support the points that you've brought out. Um, Well, thank you. Thank you
0: for that, Ajbar. Thank you
2: very much. Thank you. Yes, I was just wrapping up, but thank you so much.
0: Okay, now we're going to go on to uh, Dr. Kate Stone. Um, Dr. Stone, you've heard about the recent events, you've seen all that is going on worldwide, and I believe that your technology and what you've created will actually bring people together in so many ways because it will bring families together, and otherwise, can you explain to our audience exactly what it is that you do and also how you see, in, in just in what I've shared and what Ashwara has shared, how that technology will actually support, motivate, and move forward, you know, Connection and communication within our communities. Okay.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is Kate. Um, yeah. So the technology that I develop, it's it's about trying to find seamless and more natural ways that people can connect with and experience the digital world. So how touching everyday things, print, paper, books, magazine covers, posters, things in the street things that have been around for hundreds of years are a natural user interface. And how can we create digital souls? And a digital soul is kind of it's a software that can sit inside paper that tells it how to act when it's touched and gives it some assets, like some content. So lots of things that we think are dead or dying, like some of the things I mentioned, various forms of print, physical music, books, those things are only dying off because of what physical digital devices now do and physical digital device obviously cell phones and computers but they're still physical but those devices they have three things they have touch the ability to be touched and know that they've been touched and have no moving parts they are connected um, and they can gather data and those three, three things are what I call a digital soul. So we can take touch, connectivity, and data and put it into beautiful, everyday things around us that don't have a techn- technological sort of like design language that puts people off, scares people from using them. Those things are friendly and inviting. And if they become the portal to our digital world, then we can connect everybody through touching things that they're familiar with and connecting through through everyday things, Um, and ideas like being able to touch something as you pass it, to send a message of of kindness to someone somewhere else in the world, or just finding seamless ways to connect people, I think can help bring bring people together. And aside from my technology, uh, what I am sort of seeing about the next phase of technology or or where we're generally going is so much of our world is polarised. Um, you know, you're either this religion or that religion, or you have religion, don't have religion. You're, you're either gay or straight, or the digital or the physical, or that you're an artist or you're a scientist. I think the next phase of everything is about convergence. It's about all of these things coming together. And these things coming together in such a beautiful and natural way that the next generation can't imagine how they were ever separate things. There's so many things that we polarize are not separate things. But we're just used to polarizing them they need to become so integral that you can never imagine them being apart and the way that happens is by us all working together on everything from the ground up I just imagine a big pot of different colored paints that start off looking like a rainbow but we stir them we stir them and stir them so much that they become a beautiful new color And no one can ever imagine what colors they used to be before everything was blended together. So I hope technology can connect us like this, but I really hope the next phase is about convergence, all of us coming together.
0: Wow. Well, you know, Gordana, I have a very special question for you. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. all of you on this show are very special to Jay and myself. And, um, You know, every guest we've had on has made a difference. And Gordana, you know, here's a gentleman who um, killed all of these people, according to the media that we've heard. And he had also frequented nightclub uh, many times before. We have also come to know that he may have had, you know, he may have been self-loathing himself because maybe in his religion as Islam it wasn't accepted and he was actually um, beating on his wife. And maybe there's some ways that that what can we do? Because this was a, a sign. He wanted to accept himself for who he was. But to society still at large, being in the LGBT community is, quote, unquote, taboo. How can we support young people in such a way that they can be heard and Accept it and and move forward. If you wouldn't mind sharing that with us.
3: Well, it's um, um, it, it, it's actually about exactly the thing that Kate talked about before. We it's about the balance between the polarities in our reality. When we are in tune with who we truly are, we balance the negative with the positive, and then we just move forward in that without without violating ourselves. It's when we are not allowed to express ourselves in a way that we need to express ourselves, that we will focus on either the ultra-negative side of reality or, or the ultra-positive side of the reality, and we, and we become disconnected from ourselves. So I think that the balancing thing, that, that understanding that we are here to choose between the polarities and to balance them, is one of the most important things we need to learn in the society so that we don't run away and focus on the negative or just focus on the positive, instead of just balancing it. I don't know if it makes any sense to you. But I, I really connected to what Kate was talking about earlier that that we need this balance in order to understand the polarities in our reality, not to rush away and focus on, for instance, now the negative side of all all of this that has happened.
0: Okay, so thank you so much. um, we seem to have lost Kate, and we're trying to bring Jay back on so right now, Kate and ashu, you are the two on, and we're gonna see what we can do to bring Jay shetty on um, you know, ashu, I have a question for you because i are you can you tell us where your uh your family is from Ashu?
2: Sure, most certainly well, I myself um. My background is uh, Indian. I was born in India myself, so specifically from Hyderabad, which is southern India. And um, so with regard to, I mean, tying maybe a cultural, I guess, aspect into the conversation, culture definitely, you know, does have a very big aspect. And as you had mentioned, Gail, in the, uh, like, how it's considered taboo to you know certain uh, people of certain orientation, and unfortunately that is that taboo is also there in South Asia, and uh, and I guess tra- how one way of I mean I apologize I don't mean to go on a tangent just trying to draw it in to our conversation. Um, how we can also help support uh, people is definitely I you know it people. I feel society doesn't focus enough on there's so much of an emphasis on physical strength mental strength is very important and and that also begins at a younger age, so character building and you know instilling good values and this is actually also part of one this was part of one aspect of the conference which I attended, which the theme was education for global citizenship so instilling good values character building so I think that's very important because a lot of times. With these uh, acts of violence that are committed by these people, they feel very inferior, and they feel so they feel uh, disenfranchised and disconnected from society. So, and yes, partly culture has to do uh, has to because maybe say somebody's uh, let's just say with regard to the Orlando, the incident in Orlando, say somebody's orientation is not straight. And they come from a society where, you know, that's considered as a taboo, and they may not want to tell their family, and they will unfortunately see it other ways. So I think having just an open discussion about this with family members like and communities, and even including, say, if it's in a rural area, even including like the villages or something, that'll really help to bring about, because it's a mindset, sh- mind, sorry, mind. You know, that has to be uh, changed. That is that. That's what the problem is: the mindset. So I guess uh, those are some possible solutions here. Um, I apologize, I went to a tangent. <laughs> but no, no,
0: that that really does help. And you know, being from India, you might have some eye, uh, insight into what it's like for people in the Muslim community to, you know, to want to share who they are but maybe held back for religious reasons, you know, especially as young people. Can you give us an idea of that before we go back, into,
2: go back to Gordana? Sure, sure. I'm so sick. Like, would you mind repeating the question once more? No problem. Just the last one? I w- uh, um
0: I thought maybe before we go back to Gardana, you can give us some insight into what it's like for young people, you know, especially like in Pakistan, because I know that India and Pakistan share the, the border with one another, and there's a lot of Hindu and Muslim there together. Yes. Maybe you can share us the insight of what it is for young people who want to really experience and explore who they are, but for religious reasons and parental reasons are unable to. What is that like for a lot of the people that you know, you know, just in general?
2: Sure, sure, if I think well, um, I would have to say – I would say my generation, a lot of them um, are definitely being exposed to different things, and that's to the advent of technology, which we have brought up earlier. Um, but, you know, I would say uh, people, if they're trying to yes, discover who they are, I would say more – It's I would say it's a societal – um there's an ob- like i would say there's a societal barrier sometimes in them and more as opposed to religious um because yes you do have the parents like for instance they um marriage itself as you know in many parts of the world, arranged marriage is very common, and within my generation it's the uh, people are actually if they want marriage you know they're they're choosing who they wish to be there's not so much of the parents choosing somebody else but um, I I still feel, it's not as much, but it still is somewhat in the, in society and parents, yes, you know, there's still that mindset, especially, um, well, one example would be for where I come from in South Asia, like, you know, the parents only want their, their, you know, the doctor, medicine or engineering. So there's again, that mindset as well as to what the choice do in their career in, you know, in addition to marriage and that. So, and, I think, I think, you know, and you know what ends up happening because say if the children are not happy with what their parents want for them to, or their dreams are different from, their wishes are different from their parents, and because there's a fear also sometimes of speaking about such issues to parents, so as a result, you end up having people doing things behind people, you know, their back, and... Um, you know, it, and again, this is more of a societal thing as opposed to religion because um, Hinduism, you know, Islam and um, Hinduism being two uh, dominant religions in that part of the world. They are not restricting with regard to the, I would say, discovering your identity them, but I would say definitely yes, this is much more societal and having really open conversations, there's that fear so, so someone need to Centers or something like to just give people that confidence to have people or even a mentor having like, you know, uh, how in many countries you have big brother, big sister, especially very big in the States, somewhat similar initiatives like that. And then that would help people to, they have to build up the courage to speak to their family members about that. And sometimes, you know, it's not even the actual parents. So maybe it includes extended family members who may, you know, want something else. And actually sometimes that's more of a problem, the views of the extended family members as opposed to the within the nuclear family members. So I think um, definitely open dialogue, that's one solution. We really need to have these issues brought up. And also, of course, social media has been a great um, tool in that because a lot of my colleagues, they have also tried to uh, raise awareness too about, you know, say for example a child marriage uh, ending that using of course um, Facebook, Twitter etc and even organizing rallies. that's helped to raise that but so at least giving maybe people have not had that idea before and sometimes people may not even realize oh I can actually take a son to end this so okay. I think just Open dialogue, and this way, possible solutions. I apologize for going on. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's quite
0: fine. It's, it's informative for us, and I believe we have Jay Logan who's come on, and I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is either Kate because it's a UK number. Um, is this Kate or Jay Shetty? It's Kate as well. Yeah, it's Kate.
1: Yes. Sorry, Kate, I fell they, off the uh,
0: call. So. <laughs> no problem. Um, and then we have um, Mr. Jay Logan. Jay, welcome aboard. Thank you for being here.
4: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Thank you so much, well, Jay. We'll come to you one moment. We just have to um, ask both Jay, I mean uh, Dr. Stone and Gordana something. Gordana, you've heard a lot of things being said here. Okay. Before we go into our next point of conversation with you, Dr. Stone and Ashwara and Jay, I'd like you to weigh in and share with the audience your thoughts on anything that you wish to share.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um I think there is a danger in focusing things on religion, for instance. I do resonate with all Ashwarya said because it is a question of about mindset and it is a societal thing. It's not a religious thing. It's hard to come out in any kind of um, society to 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 go against the norm and say i." I'm gay, it's very, very hard to do that. So it's not a religious thing, actually. It's more of a mindset, and we need to change our mindset and understand that love is all that is, and it's never harmful to love another being, regardless of the gender. That is the mindset we need to shift in order for it to become more easy to be yourself in this society. So I do resonate very well with what uh, Ashwarya said. Um, it, it's a dangerous thing to focus on religion it's more it, it, the solution lies in discussing our mindsets and how we react on on people coming out telling they're gay for instance I live in Sweden and, and it's, in Sweden it is a very normal thing to do this so we we actually nobody's shocked when someone comes out and says I'm gay but it's not that way in different countries and I still don't think that it's about religion. It's always about our mindset.
0: Got it. Thank you so much for saying that. We're going to go on to the next level of conversation um, now that we have uh, Mr. Logan here. Um, so one of the things that, you know, also comes up is I think everyone, Dr. Stone, uh, Gordana, Jay, and Ashwara, um I think everyone is aware of something called the global goals. The global goals were a set of goals that were brought about by the United Nations and all their member states, When we say member states, all the member countries, which were brought together to bring humanity literally to its knees to continue on with life as we know it. So when you hear in poverty or you hear in hunger, which is two of the uh, goals, or health and well-being or quality education, which is the four goals, First four goals. The first four, uh, four goals. We usually think it's in a least developed country. We don't look at it within our own, you know, literally in our own bedroom. And it starts with us. So ending poverty, maybe you're helping someone, you know, your daughter or your son find another job. Well, you just ended poverty right there. Uh, hunger, maybe you buy just enough food so you're not wasting it at the end of the day, so there are other people available to buy food at the supermarket, or you cook the right meals for yourself, which deals with hunger and health and well-being, you know, and we look at uh, ending poverty with enough money for economic viability for all. Now, this all sounds like it's out there. But, you know, um, I was just at a conference in France, and I found that most entrepreneurs or most executives on the road, they don't even take care of their own health because they're just so busy to where they are. And I want to point to something that Gordana shared with us on her last radio show that was so beautiful. Um, Gordana shared with that we tend to have our lives compartmentalized. You know, this is work, this is home, this is the family, you know, and really life is all one. And if we operate from that place, we will understand that we don't have to do something different in each place, which then goes back to what Dr. Stone is talking about. When we do things together, you know, the power of touch, you know, when you touch and you can play different music and you can bring different types of music together that's interwoven and other things, again, that comes back to health and well-being, how we connect with each other. because. Human beings are interwoven with one another as well as animals and so forth. So this may sound like a far-out conversation, but it really isn't because it's essential to everyday mm-hmm. living. And I think this comes into play with what we were talking about before, and then I'll bring Jay in for his questions. So um, Dr. Stone and Gordana, would you please comment on, you know, what I've shared? You know, whoever would like to jump in first, just identify yourself based on what i said you know these things are essential to everyday living. How they fit in with the you know the, the global goals of the UN, which is the first four of ending poverty, health and well-being, hunger, you know, quality education, and uh, you know things of that nature. Whoever would like to start.
4: Um, Gail, this is Jay. Um, I think that's very interesting what you're saying. Basically, if everybody does their part and they share the little small things that you can do, like if, feed yourself. Um, Take, take care of your neighbor, respect each other, respect each country. If everybody does that, that makes a better world. And that's what Absolute. the problem is today. Mm-hmm. So I Absolute. agree with, with that. You can't, you know, we can't solve all the problems of the world. One person cannot. Uh, uh, but if everybody does their share, we can solve the problems. And I agree with that 100%. So I just want to
3: throw Thank that in you.
4: Thank you so much.
0: And if we could have Gordano yeah, or, or or Kate yes, come in with this, yes. it would be great.
3: Okay. I, I can share something, too, because it it also resonates with what Jay is saying. It's actually all about knowing who we truly are. The second we know who we truly are, we change the world from within. And you cannot change other people. You cannot change things outside of yourself. You have to change your view of yourself. Instead of being compartmentalized and being one person at one place and another person at another place because you feel that that is the need, the society needs you to do that, you become a whole person and you stand for what you think and who you are everywhere. And that changes a whole deal. It changes everything for you. So changing the world one person at a time from within is actually the easiest way to change this world. So I think that's where we need to start. Every single one of us needs to start within and ask ourselves, how can I become more whole? How can I live a unified life where everything is resonating with who I am, that I don't have to pretend or be someone else, depending on who I'm talking to and where I am. So that is the way to change the world. I know it sounds maybe... I'm far out there but uh, my personal opinion is that we need to change it from within we can never change it from without because we will be fighting all the time you cannot control anything outside of you so the easiest way is to control it from within by knowing yourself and finding out who you truly are <laughs> thank
0: you so much for donna and dr stone what do you think kate what are your
1: thoughts? Um, I would just, I would just add, I mean, I would just, just agree, really. Um, so, and I'll just fall on I, um I may disappear because I'm on a train. <laughs> but I think um, everything is a microcosm of, everything is a microcosm of a macrocosm. And it's, it's, hmm. it's the same problems at every single level. And it's just, yeah, so agreeing, really, that the issues we have in ourselves are the same issues that if we solve, will we resolve at the and think you know, and then you have a doctor. And then in our and actually more difficult problems. It's it's the same problems layer by layer. So yeah, starting within ourselves um is the way to help heal the world.
0: Got it. You know, um one of the things that's coming up is, you know, we've talked about youth. But now there's also something going on at the other end. Um, I have the um, gift of being at the UN for a meeting called the Future of Cities, where they're now talking about that anyone that's 40 years old and over has the issue of their children having to make a decision in 20 years whether to take care of their parents or to take care of their children. And because right now there's a huge segment of the population that's under 30, 68 to 72% is under 30 the rest of the world is over forty it's it 's a huge like um, separation of age, and they 're saying that the older people are being made to feel obsolete while the young is being pushed forward how Kate I come back to you on this one because this is an area where what you are doing will bridge that gap between young and old. Can you give us some specific ways in which the work that you're doing will bridge that gap? And how through that power of touch and science, we can, you know, it connects our brains to create and connect with each other and also connect with what we want to create in our lives. This may sound weird and out there, as Gordana says, but it really isn't. Because when we're happy with who we are and we are connected with who we are, the things in Florida and other ways shift and we become a lot more open to where society going rather than wanting to stop the direction of society. Because again it really does start with us. So Kate, can you share with us on that? That's a really big question and if I had the answer to that, I,
1: uh, I, um, I just think I'm um, interested. Mean, what seems different between people that are old and people that are younger is who are older don't have anything don't have something that they're setting out to prove. They're not going to be doing things that are trying to create selfishly things for their future so they're much more likely to want to be helping younger generations and so you'll actually find a very different attitude of people there rather than You know, I guess when we're younger, we're more kind of like focused on on our future. Uh, I just say that because it's some comment that that someone made to me about some research that I'm doing. Um, I don't really have any answers as far as the technology goes right at the moment. So I'm not sure I can contribute much better than that right
0: now. Well, you have actually contributed very well in what you've just said, you know, what older people are looking for and what, you, you know, younger people are looking at. You know, that's, that's a big difference, you know, and that's the way we also can, you know, bring the generations together. Now, Jay, I know you've just come on, and um, thank you for coming on after getting off of a plane. You know, what questions do you have for Ashu and Dr. Stone and, and Gordana? <coughs>
4: I just want to you know we had a, uh, this, this weekend's event has been very horrifying. Um, I wanted to know this particular situation that happened in Orlando, from you guys' point, do you consider it a, it a hate crime, or do you consider it an ISIS type of retaliation crime? And I have my, I, I have my views, but I just wanted to hear from the, the panel what do you consider it because this is very horrific. And um, I'm just—it just tore my heart up. And I just want to know from you guys, so and from the, from from, yeah, let me know what you guys think. That's very important. That's my question.
3: I have a question. Why is it so important? It's Gordana speaking. The
4: the reason why it's, it's important because the authorities handle it different. You know. The powers that be handle it different. Uh, some people want to retaliate overseas, and some people want to fix it at home, fix the problem at home. So it's really important that America gets this right, because if they get it wrong, it turns into a world event. And if it, if it doesn't, mm. it turns into a local event where we might can solve this because it's horrible that all these people were killed here, and we don't need to blame other countries and other pe- people for what we've done to ourselves.
3: Okay, thank you so much.
0: Okay. Um, is there anything you want to say about that, Kate or or Gordana? Um,
3: uh, I can I can just add that retaliation is never right there is no way in the world I live in retaliation can never be right it's it's always wrong so I won't comment on the political stuff or or what you're doing in the states but I I always feel that retaliation is wrong uh, something like horrific as that uh, has to be understood. Retaliation can never help you to understand anything. So that's, that's all I can share with regarding to that question.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go on to the next level of economics. You know, um, Gordana, Jay, and Ashu, um, Gordana, I want to I, I go back to something that you had shared at one time, okay? And the, it, was, it was about looking at the work you do, you know, the work you do that you love, okay? versus being at home with the family, you know what I mean? And being happy in one place and maybe not, you know, happy in another place. So this is like focusing on the work that we all want to create and love, but we're in a situation where we have to work to take care of the bills or we have to work because, you know, that's a a career that we found ourselves in, okay? Um, You know, we want to get married, but we're married to our work, you know, um, you know, uh, we have Ashu that's on here as a young person. You know, she's um, she's at the uh, United Nations. Maybe there's some particular area of the United Nations she wants to work in. And how people can really connect with what's important to them in terms of, like, the careers they want to take on. So we're going in a whole new um, area of looking at this. What are your thoughts about that, and how can one connect with oneself to go into that area of career they're interested in, especially if they're married or they have kids or they're young, coming out of college, whatever age they are, what are your thoughts on that?
3: I mean, doing what you love will always set you in the right direction. And and doing what excites you the most in every single moment of your life also will set you in the right direction. And it's always individual. I mean, what I love is not what you love. So we're, we're all going in different directions. But to find your own direction, you have to be know who you are and what you want in your life. And that you can find out by following your excitement in every single moment. It might not always be fun, but you can always choose the more exciting thing. And that will always put you in the right path. And you have to trust that it will put you there. So, So there are a lot of things you can do in order to find yourself and to do what you love. Because if you do not do what you love, you will always feel that you are split between your family and your home, uh, your family and your work. Uh, You will always be split. But as I said, if you focus on doing what excites you most of all the options you have available in the now moment, always doing that, you will end up on the right path and doing what you love. It takes time, and it takes patience, and it takes trust. But that's, that's that's I think, the only way you can do that.
0: Well, you know, Gordana, then I'm going to go to Ashu and, and Jay. Gordana, there's something. I, I have a little bit of a, a, a devil's advocate question for you. I do remember in one of your uh, interviews, you said that in order to change our mindset of what we want to create, okay, we have to look at ourselves and what we're thinking and shift what we're thinking in that moment and then wait and be patient, okay? What mm-hmm. if someone says, Donna, I, I got that, and, you know, I'm a student coming out of college. I know exactly what I want to do, and I've been working in this area for I don't know how long, but I can't seem, you know, I'm in, I'm in the right place at the right time, but I can't seem to connect with I've got all the right people, but I'm still not connecting into that job I want to have. Or, Gordana, I have, you know, I'm, I really would love to do, do what I'm doing, and but I have to take care of my family. You know, what do you say to those two different situations?
3: When you say I have to take care of my family, are you talking about economically or in what way you take care of your family? So? Okay.
0: And, and economically, you have to take care of your family, but you know that there's something else you'd rather be doing. You know what I mean? And for the college yes, students, I, they're, they're a graduate. They're right where they need to be, okay, <laughs> totally where they need to be. And then, hmm. you know, there you are they're still not connecting with the parties they're there they they see them they're volunteering but they're not connecting with them to get paid for what they love and what they enjoy something is falling short what would you say in those two situations
3: well it's it's always i mean it's always internal it's always about how you value yourself what value you put on yourself i mean as an art student i would also have been doing these kind of things because it's very hard to get paid when you're when you a finished art student. Sometimes you need to change direction and do something that is not exactly what you wanted, but maybe something else which will excite you too. You have to probe everything and try your way through it because otherwise you get stuck in doing what you do not want. They will pay you, but you will not be happy with it. So it's very, very hard for me to answer that question in a very um, general way. You have to know the person you're talking about, and then you can find small things that the person can do. For instance, if you love writing, then you can write in the evening when you come home, and maybe you will have a bestseller, and then you earn your money. So it's a very, very hard question to answer generally. I have to know the person I'm talking to. But in general, always trying to do what you love Will get you in the right place always. It, it it cannot fail. Well, what we're hearing, which is amazing, Gordon, is that you're saying even if you can't get you know get
0: a high salary for what you're doing, as long as you're doing what you love in some form, okay, it will bring you what you you know it'll bring your spirit what you love. So am exactly. I am I am I correct with that assessment of what we're what we're hearing you share?
3: Yes, exactly. It will it will always put you on the right path to get what you need to know about yourself in life and to enjoy life because there is no other way. If you're if you're tormenting yourself on a job which you do not like, you will either end up being physically ill or mentally ill or just plain unhappy. And neither wow. of these three things are good for you. <laughs> No, but that's
0: amazing to hear because I don't think people realize that, you know. So um, Ashwara and Jay, I'm going to come to you in one second, but I think it's very important uh, something that uh, Dr. Stone, I'm going to bring on right now, said to me one day that she is now doing everything that she ever wanted to with science, music, and technology and all the ideas she had in her head. And based off what Gordana has just shared with us, I think it's a really, you know, Uh, preemptive situation to have her come on. So, Kate, we wanted you to share what it's been like for you now to be taking on and enjoying all the ideas you had in your head and that journey that you shared with me that you're on right now.
1: Well, yeah. Um, I, I feel incredibly lucky and almost unfairly lucky for where I am in my life and for what I get to do. I mean, I'm, I, every day I seem to have to pinch myself for just the most incredible things that just seem to happen by chance. I, I mean, who I sit next to on a plane I speak to happens to be connected to someone who connects me to something else. Three days later, that's like, Oh my gosh, this is what I dreamt of doing. How can this happen? Um, but i I mean, and what I'm doing now is what, what I dreamt of as a child, but I didn't continue my dreams as a child. I mean, like most people, you kind of sort of begin to grow up, and I believe often and it means childhood dreams and I became lost as a teenager and failed my high school and and went travelling to Australia and I arrived in Australia with nothing and knew nobody and arrived at eleven o'clock at night and didn't even have a place to go. Um and that was kind of like arriving on the other side of the world was the beginning of my journey home and the journey home, really finding who I am and the person I should be. Um and I just I was I lived abroad for four years. I didn't come physically home for four years. And I've just kind of been on this exploring journey, just like I was hearing just then, just following whatever following what I love and following that feeling. I have a saying, which is we should grow with our flow. Um, <laughs> uh, we need to align our flows, but it's just the feeling of everything I do. Do I grow with that as a person? Does it make me feel happy? And it's its, the, it's, it's kind of like a passive thing, but not a passive thing. It's gently letting ourselves become who we should be without knowing um, often the answer to whether we should go down a road is around the corner. And it's an answer that we can't see. And unless we embark on these journeys without knowing where they will take us, we never get to know whether it's right or wrong. So for most people who wait to know if something's right, they will never ever find out and never go down that road. I kind of feel like we're like a river, like a raindrop that lands on a mountain. It knows it will find the ocean even though it doesn't know what they have to get there And it tries every single route or direction and eventually becomes a river um, and an estuary and goes back out into the sea and that's kind of like how our lives should be and It shouldn't really be about thinking about work. It's we all have superpowers and those superpowers are who we are and we have many superpowers and we should just really try and find what those things are and keep them in our minds and maybe have something that we keep about ourselves that reminds us of what we feel makes us special. I mean, one of my superpowers is is I love drinking tea and having a cup of tea with people and a beautiful conversation so I always carry my favorite tea bags with me so I can always have that cup of tea and it's not just for the cup of tea but it's carrying the thing that reminds me of one of my superpowers. So. I would love to do more work like that with children, helping them find their superpowers with without any grand purpose, just to gently discover them. And then as you happen to sit next to someone on a bus or a train or a plane and get into a conversation, that superpower is more front of mind and the conversation takes a direction that seems to make some crazy connection happen that almost seems mystical um, I have a word for that. For me, it's serendipity. It's whenever I go on a trip or a journey, things happen. And it seems mystical, but it's not. It's just taking time to discover yourself and being open with the people around you. And like a river, you will find your ocean.
0: Well. Wow. Well, we only have a couple more questions because we don't want to keep everyone because we have to end soon. But I do want to get to Jay and Ashu. Jay and Ashu, you've heard Dr. Stone and Gordana. And Dr. Stone and and Gordana, we have only one more question for you. We would love for Jay and Ashu to weigh in on what you've heard and what's been shared. So, Jay, we'll start with you first.
4: Oh Well, I I truly believe when she said, when uh, when, when they said that, uh, Life is like a raindrop and it has to find its way and you have to follow your road because there are forks in the road and that's what a raindrop does. Um, also, you know, you never know. If you don't if you don't attempt to follow your dream, if you just sit there and be idle, nothing comes to you. You know, you, you can't, nothing is going to come to your door and knock on your door and say, hey, Gail, I have something for you. You have to like, be a go-getter and that's what this is about. A lot of the youth, they wait around all their lives and they find themselves at elderly ages where they realize that their friends have all the success. And why didn't I have any success? Why? Because you didn't try. And that's the whole thing how I feel, you know, about the little success and things that I've had in in my career and me and you Gail, is because we, we, we go out, and we go getters. You gotta be a go getter. So that's it it's 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 ABC, you know. You've got to go out and make your dreams happen. Somebody said to me before, if you want to have a future, you have to create it. So I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Okay. And, Nashu, you've heard all of this. And as, you know, a graduate student and working in the U.N. and all the things that you've gotten to see in your travels, what are you getting from this? What are you hearing from what is being shared by the people on the call here and on the radio show here?
2: Well, I I agree with everything what all of the everybody else has said, all the speakers. And you do have to do what you're happy with. Otherwise, there's no purpose. You know, there's no purpose waking up every day, and you know, you don't want to dread going to work. You know, there's, there's no purpose in that. And as Gordon said, you know, you'll be physically ill, and even and you know, you you only have one life, so you know, you want to definitely make that impact and. Do what you're happy with, and definitely follow your dreams. And a lot of you, a lot of my colleagues themselves, um, people who are in the nonprofit, and which is also a field that I'm interested. In, you know, they we may not have, we may not get high salaries, but that's not the purpose. You know, we're doing all this for the, for the, for a greater cause, for, for the betterment of society, and that's the fulfillment we're getting from it you know, not the monetary gains, away, but from definitely a greater good. And even a lot of, uh, there have been even surveys, and um, I believe CNN in International, unfortunately I didn't see the the segment, but I wanted to, I saw an advertisement, a lot of the millennials in uh, China too, they want something more, to, not just, you know, getting the 9 to 5 job and just going to work, home, but something more meaningful in life. And quite a few people I've met, they've been, you know, they've been two people I met statistically, two of my friends and colleagues. They went into um, finance and law. And one person who was actually in corporate law, he did it and he said he wanted to do something else more in his life. And he just started, he's starting a, his own company, which will be connecting people from all over the world to discuss issues um, using technology and how to. Um, come about uh, it's to, it's again it's the implementation of sustainable development as you had mentioned earlier Gail so definitely yeah. uh, within my generation too there's been even a lot more people they want something more to give a, a sense of social responsibility so definitely something more fulfilling and you know to end on a quote as what you said you know with regard to the future you know, the future um, the the future lies in the beauty of our dreams. So definitely, you know, keep, you know, go after your dreams and, you know, do what you love. You, you'll you definitely, you'll never regret it and you, you'll have that sense of fulfillment.
0: Thank you. Well, we have one last question and this is bringing it to a grounded reality. Now, what we've said and talked about on this call and this radio show is, going in many different levels, which is great because it can lend itself to many people on different levels and where they can hear it. But, Gordana, there's something that you said that I will never forget for the rest of my life, okay, that I'd love for Kate and and Jay and Ashwar to rein in on. You were on an interview where you stated, I don't make any apologies. You know, there was one point in my life where, you know, I was becoming this human being who was centered in her spirituality, but realize I need to center that spirituality and enjoyment of what I'm creating in my life here on the earth, you know, because when we become spiritually evolved, we think we have to be somewhere, you know, in our heads, somewhere, meditating, somewhere. You said I make no apologies Mm -hmm. for enjoying the great things in life, okay, which points to what Ashwara said and what I want to bring in. There's a balance, a yin and a yang to everything. Okay Whatever you have In your culture Is yin and yang Balance Whatever words You want to use There is a balance And while we want To give away To society We also have to make sure That we're taking care Of ourselves In the process from a financial point of view, because there's financial well-being as well as there's you know physical well-being and you know our our nurturing and eating well-being. Would you say more to that? And then, Kate, I would love for you to join in and uh, Jay and Ashu to this last question, grounding us, Gordana, in the, the evolving of our spirits and our souls. Okay here where we can bring that to earth and not only just what we do, but even our everyday likes to, you know, to honor what we love and like as well. Because we on this phone, every, on this call, Kate, Jay, myself, Ashwara, and yourself, we all honor everyone else. But to bring those gifts that we have, to give ourselves gifts, because if we don't honor our own gifts for ourselves, we'll drain and exhaust ourselves out if we and not be replenished. Could you speak more to that, if you wouldn't mind, Gridana?
3: Well, yes, I think that it's it's very, very important for us to understand why we are here. I mean, I guess that all of us understand that we are a spirit and that we have a soul and, and, and we have the spiritual realm. But to ask yourself the question, why am I in this physical body? Why have I all these limitations? here if I'm a free spirit in the spirit world then why would I be in the physical body limiting myself to this and it's not a punishment it's actually enjoyment because as a spirit you cannot you cannot taste things the way you taste them with your body you cannot feel things you cannot see things the way you see them with your eyes so we are here to explore the physical reality with our physical being it's a very important part for us we cannot do this anywhere else so why would we waste time doing something that is not grounded in this physical reality we are here to have relationships we are here to balance the hate and the love the joy and the everything we have in this reality this polarity we are here to balance it and to enjoy it physically the way we are here so that's the only way to do it. Go out, sit in the grass, enjoy the sun, taste the wine, the water, whatever you're drinking, eating. Use your, all your senses to explore this reality because that is time-limited. The other things are not time-limited. We can do them any we want. Got it. Kay,
0: do you have anything to share with us about what Godana um, has just shared with us? Uh, let's see, I did that. Kate? Oh, I'm sorry. We have her off. Kate, <laughs> oh. I'm very sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, you mentioned yin and yang, and yin and yang is from the Dao Te Ching. And in the Dao Te Ching, one of the things it says is, passers-by passers will be drawn in by your amazing music and delicious food, but they will leave more deeply, surely enriched than could ever have imagined. Basically, I think it's saying, just have a party and have an amazing time as well doing so. Let this it, uh, kind of gentle, subconscious way. Um, so that's what I would add from the Tao.
0: Thank you so much. And, Ashu, what are you hearing, um, you know, when you hear Gordana and Kate, you know, taking all the things that you may feel spiritually or the gifts you have and bringing them to your own life, in addition that you're already giving out, because I know you do a lot of work for NGOs and you help a lot of people, but what do you hear about you giving that to yourself as
4: well, Ashir?
2: Well, I really, uh, what Cortana said, I I do agree, um, like what both Dr. K. and Cortana said, you know, it is important to um, have that spiritual connection. And, you know, um, life, you know, if the world is very fast-paced and, Unfortunately, I feel people forget to take time, you know, smell the flowers, and you will literally smell the flowers. And that's very important, too, because, you know, I also believe in being, you know, a worker, but I also remember you should take the time to enjoy the little things of life, because, you know, you don't want to end up regretting it in your old age. You know, spend time with family and, get, you know, always take the time to wish somebody, greet somebody, smile. That's all very important. And Sometimes you know even that smile that you know you give to somebody may just make their day you know if they're having a tough time in their life you never know and i I think that's very important, to even of course they, you know smell take them enjoy um you know uh enjoy life because i i feel um especially um well I mean you know, life is becoming rare and especially like in the Well, New York, uh, like in the West, a lot, of, a lot of other places, too. Everybody's always on the move, that, and people don't take the time. So, yes, it's very important we are connected with other people and with, you know, the world, nature, everything. So, I think those are my remarks for the the safety well,
0: question. I'm going to go a little. Uh, Ashwara, I'm going to go a little further with you. What Gordana sure. and Kate are also speaking to is that the talents that you have yourself, okay, that you give to others, you have to replenish yourself, okay. You have to enjoy life, past just also giving, giving, giving but also enjoying who you are and what you bring to the table yourself and allowing others to contribute to you. Do you understand what I'm saying when I say that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, that's the that's piece that I know that you do a lot of work for people. I've always seen you run around. But you also have to enjoy and allow others to contribute to you so that you can rep- so you can be replenished. Because if you don't, you will be exhausted. And all that you have to give cannot be given. Does, does that connect with you in any way?
2: No, I understand. Sorry if I. Well, you know what? Um, as I, I would say, I guess, based on what I said before, and applying it to my own life. I mean, yes, you know, I always do do different things, but I always really do enjoy. life. like, well, just on a side note, I mean, two of my hobbies, I practice karate and you know i just do take the time to enjoy it because you don't want to end up missing out on the little the small pleasures of life and i'm always very big on you know like say if you haven't i haven't heard from a friend in some time you say I haven't heard i always uh, like to take the time oh how are you doing been some time and i'm very big on keeping in touch i'm just going to apply what i said a bit personally, only that way i hope that, sorry, i hope this answers the question but um
0: no it, i would no, say it, it's it's coming from what's important to you, and that's what ma- that's what
2: matters that, well i mean, and you know i'm I'm very big on <laughs> that's good, i'm glad um thank you. i i believe very i love to i'm very big on staying in touch with people I cannot bear losing touch with people, so to me, it doesn't matter you know how busy I am I will make that you know effort to you know i will wish people you know on their birthday I'm very big on that and and I feel sometimes, you know, people forget to do, you know, they just forget. They lose, sometimes get disconnected from society with all their work. So it's very important that, you know, they take that time and, uh, you know, stay, you know, stay in touch with everybody and, and with the world, just everything for their own well-being. And um, it is definitely, again, reiterating some of the uh, points that the everybody else has made. So that's what I Well, thank I just, you. That's a bit
0: of my thing, thank you very much okay and and Jay, so you'll be out you know you'll be our last person to share what are you hearing out of this Jay for yourself and you know in general
4: I'm hearing hope I'm, I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing that there is there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know because we have all these wonderful views, and everybody's very positive um, It's great to have uh, um, the young lady from Pax. Pakistan, talking about the other cultures. So I'm hearing that the world is a melting pot, and there's going to be some change with the youth. Um, people like her is coming, and we're going to have a great, great future. So that's what I'm really hearing, Gail, and I'm very happy because, you know, if you look at, you know, a lot of people, they look at, at, at the world economy and the world things that are happening out here as gloom and doom. But with young people like her, people that are aspiring to do things to make changes. Even though like you were saying there's a big gap between the young and the old and you said um, most most of the people on the on this planet are like forty or over. Um I see hope and, and that's so wonderful. I just got a big old smile on my face. So that's what what I'm seeing. And it's so just I'm, great.
0: Well thank you everyone and you know what I will share with everyone and I'll ask everyone to make one last statement and then we're gonna close the show. What I would say to everyone is it's important that you, as much as you're doing what you love And you're giving to others That you also replenish your spirit And allow others to contribute to you And when I say that That you allow people to connect with you The people who give so much Have a tendency to kind of block When something is being given to them So allow, allow giving and taking to be both ways um, Taking points from Dr. Stone and Gordana um, Remember that change begins within. Remember to honor the things that are important to you that you love doing because that means that you're bringing something to the world that it hasn't had. And just remember to honor what another person is feeling. If you see something going on with another person that they want to share but others are not allowing it, be that vessel upon which that person can hear themselves. Um, So with that said, those are my last words. and. Um, Gordana, we'll start with you. Any last statements you want to make to our audience for their lives or in, just in general and where they can find you? Gordana, do we
3: have you? Hello, Gordana? Oh, yes. You, yes, I'm yep. here. I, I didn't hear you say my name. Could you oh, repeat that and again? I, I didn't hear you. Any last
0: statements that you have for our audience and where they can find information to find out more about your work and what you do?
3: Uh, Well, my last statement to our audience would be that um, you have to dream your life and live your dream because otherwise you're wasting your time here. (laughs) So dream your life. And Live Your Dream is my last statement to this conversation. And they can find me on at MyPowerTalk. I'm at MyPowerTalk on Twitter. And they can go to MyPowerTalk.com, which is my site where they can read blogs and other things that I'm doing.
0: Thank you so much, Gordana. And Dr. Stone, where can they find you, Kate? Um, and you're, and your yeah, well, and your of course your last statement to well <laughs> to the audience sure
1: yes yeah. so i'm dr kate stone on most social media um and there's my or, or like twitter facebook everything's dr kate stone um I would, I would i believe i believe our our job um is to be the most ama- amazing version of ourselves um And, you know, everyone could do that. Everyone can be the most amazing version of themselves. And I think, like, like, ultimately our achievement is a sum of everything that we've done in our lives um, and are doing today. And it's not anything to do with the future. Our achievement isn't what we do in the future. Our achievement is everything we've done so far. Um, And, you know, we never know when that's going to end. So just make sure that... You know every day you feel as though you' in the most amazing version you can, and don't wait for that day to do the nice things and to do the good things, and don't wait for that day to make yourself happy. There has to be a mix of every single day um you know doing doing your best to 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 do what you you can to do amazing things, but also doing your best to have as much fun and be as happy as possible because you never know what day you're going to sign out um. This doesn't sound too morbid, but I was thinking the other day, um, if life had a passport, um, and that passport, like other passports, has pages and an expiry date, I want to make sure that my passport is full before it expires. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to fill the
0: pages of life's passport, and then I'm happy to check out. <laughs> well, um Dr. Kate and Gordana, I have a very big surprise for you guys for just thirty seconds. Once uh, Ashwara Ashwar says her last statement, um, that everyone should know, and a huge announcement based off Dr. Kate Stone as well. Um, Ashwara, would you give us your last uh, any last words you have? Thank you,
2: both. Well, as for me, I definitely would, what Jason and I, I have. Um, you know, very optimistic. A lot of my colleagues too were all very optimistic, and we can, the world definitely can be a better place. And you know, um, I thank you very much all the speakers. I can learn a lot from all of you with regard to um, we, just just from your all-worldly experiences. And I just say, never give up. You know, just keep going and don't let uh, don't let obstacles get to you. Just keep on going and never stop smiling. And, and if you wish to reach me, my I have a very long name, so that's why my email address is ishu, Aishu, at AOL.com, and my Twitter username is at Aishu7688. Um, I'm very active on Facebook and uh, on Facebook, but my name is very long, so that's why I gave you the shorter <laughs>
0: okay. names that way you and can I- contact me. All right, and Ashu, you also have, I think, a, a, an exclamation point or something at the end of your Twitter as well.
2: No, sorry, I just—it's just, it's just um, at Ashu seven six eight eight. That's it.
0: Okay, great. So um, I wanted to say on behalf of Dr. Stone and Gordana, Dr. Stone and the Listen Give Initiative and Savoy teamed up. We were in France for the uh, from June third to June ninth, where Dr. Stone uh, gave us. Uh, two of her inventions, which were a board where they have sent it, when you touch the board, the music comes out. We introduced the Never Alone campaign in the song with the Chinese delegate uh, dele- uh, area that was there. It was a hit, the boards were a hit, and the music that came out of the board sounded better than what comes out of a stereo sound system. On top wow. of that, we, pre- we presented the board with the global goals, as uh, we are in partnership with the UN around the global goals. We presented them with everyone from Jay, myself, and everyone on the board, which also included Gordana's picture and also included Dr. Stone's picture on there. as part of the global goals. And we will be releasing that board for everyone to see, and we will be going back with that um, to Europe shortly in, in about two weeks or so with the board to share with everyone about Ms. Dr. Stone's uh, invention and what she's doing and the work she's doing, what Gordon is doing, what Jay Shetty is doing, and all of us are doing. Listen Give has fulfilled one of its biggest goals, and that's bringing people together who do not know each other and showing that they can still support one another's endeavors and what they're doing and making a difference. This is how we give back to the planet and also take care of ourselves in the process. We thank 1 billion percent, who is also a a follower of this and created this, actually, and and, and modeled themselves, and we just fashioned our model a little bit along that way as well. So, uh, Greg Biernod and Dr. Stone, we thank you, just really, really thank you for the work that you do and continue to do on behalf of humanity. And uh, that's that's all I can say. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Everyone, thank you for being with Listen, Give, and this is the end of our episode. Have a good day, all.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)